Well, welcome back to Don't Slam Your Podcast on the second episode of Series 8 of 2.4 Children and returning to the podcast. We met her at the end of Series 7 for The Heart Has Its Reasons, which is the same episode we met Declan. Now we meet Declan again, not quite as we remember. Here's Emma. Thank you for joining me again, Emma. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, JJ. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. And it seems very appropriate to have you on this episode as well, because as I say, we, we met Declan at the end of Series 7 and now this is this first episode as a regular really and yeah. it'll be interesting to sort of see how remember what we discussed with him last time and now going into yeah. the the new episode as well yeah and especially with the change of actor as well because this is a completely different actor to the actor that we've seen from the previous series definitely yes and I think that's um you know 2.4 is one of the shows that has had quite a few changes to the cast just to core characters and it's always well interesting when TV shows do that because sometimes the change is very swift. And in, in the case certainly Jenny and Antetina are very believable. Yeah. The change of actors works. If you've seen the recent Fantastic Beasts film where they've replaced Johnny Depp with Maz McKelson, love Maz McKelson, but it was quite jolting. So it's just always about whether it kind of works because you have to look the same as well as act the same, but also make it your own. It's always that difficulty. But we will go into that. And so before we discuss Enter the Dragon, which is also the last episode with Liz Smith. So as always, here's Andrew Marshall. Hello and Enter the Dragon, or rather Exit the Dragon, as this is uh, the wonderful Liz Smith's last appearance in the series. What a great actor she was. Such a gift to comedy. This is the first appearance of Alex Q as Declan. I think, you know, I spoke earlier on about finding uh, someone with more comedy experience. And I think it really shows, you know, his familiarity with the genre. And it was interesting to create a, a character that's a little bit more uh, streetwise than other Porter kids. So that made an interesting addition to the series. The other thing is you probably noticed that uh, we've gone widescreen uh, by this time. One of the interesting things I noticed when I was studying American sitcoms was that the sets are slightly different to ours in that you think of them as kind of one of those double Christmas cards you open you know in the middle and, and peel back the two bits and, and stand up on the mantelpiece. Normally those angles between the back wall and the side walls are 90 degrees in the old uh, 2.4 episodes. But I discovered that in an American sitcom, they very often open the angles a little wider to like 100, 120, 110, 120 degrees. And for some reason, you never really notice this on screen. So we experimented by opening up the walls a little bit so that they... Uh, the the corner where the, the front door is and the corner where the kitchen is are, are not actually 90 degrees anymore. They're a little bit opened up and that uh, gave us a little bit more space and enhanced the widescreen quality in this final series. It's a good episode and great to see Liz on top form. Let's see what everyone thinks about that. And so in the last episode, we discussed that there's new opening credits and in every of series eight with the kind of cartoon look of the street, but in every opening credit, there's always something that's included that represents like a visual that represents the episode. So in this case, it's a pirate flag that goes above the house. 
I just yeah. love the little touch to that because, of course, of what happens later. What do you think of the opening credits to Series 8? I, I, I mean, I've, I've just been back on about 20 minutes before we came on air and it, it looked... I, I mean, compared to, say, the imaging that we see now, say, like in 2022, you know, CGI was just starting and people were just building up to using all different sorts of methods of advertising televisions and films. Uh, shows and films and yeah I think it's a good way to bring 2.4 children into sort of like the end of the 1990s into the 2000s definitely I mean it's it, you know obviously we, the the theme tune's shorter uh, that's yeah. something I forgot to mention last week uh, is short that it's only like the just the very basic you know the beginning of the theme tune the same they use the same kind of logo type as series six to seven but it is a new totally fresh look and as I say I, th- I do quite like the additions to the sort of identifying each episode just by what's um, included as an extra on the opening credits in a cartoon mm. so why a pirate flag? Well, let's go into the episode and find out. So we begin with Ben hammering um, some wooded stairs that are going up to the attic bedroom where David's staying. It's funny, in the last episode, David mentions he's going to be staying in the attic and Ben's like, well, I've put in a skylight on a floor. What do you want? And David's like, stairs. So finally, we've got stairs. David appears and asks if he thinks it's safe. Ben says, yeah, solid as a rock and taps one of the banisters and it snaps off. <laughs> ben is obviously very good at his job as a plumber, but sometimes he's just not always the best at DIY. It's all right, it's not structural, he says. Uh, David says he's got heavy stuff in his box. Ben says he's gone up there with his bed and stuff, he'll be fine. And so to prove that the stairs are solid, Ben does a little dance, <laughs> with like a little Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly tap dance group number on the stairs. David then says Maxine warned him to be careful. And Ben's like, what is she, psychic? And Dave's like, yeah, she is. Yeah. So Maxine's back in this in the picture now. Um, we don't see her again, but obviously they're still together. And then eventually there's a loud crash and Ben's legs fall through the floor. And so it's quite a funny pro- visual that of his legs hanging from the um from the ceiling. But it's yeah. kind of similar to what we see later on with the with the bear. Yeah. yeah. Not the bear, and sorry, the rabbit. The rabbit, yeah, yeah. And it and it is in that kind of there's still the still humor into it all and it's still even relevant today you know um and and going back into past comedies as well where they use sort of like uh, like sort of jokal comedy to use for um programs like that and it is it is it is funny I do, I do laugh quite loudly well it's <laughs> funny because it's always like that, that he thinks he's really good and usually obviously he's a, he is a handyman does the plumbing and everything and it's typical sort of like we're going to do it ourselves we're not going to get someone in because obviously it's always more expensive to get people in to do these kind of jobs but you have to do it properly if it's botched yeah. it is no point and and you would have and you would have thought when he when he met um um, Jenny's um, soon-to-be grandmother-in-law when he was doing the plumbing upstairs and he saw saw tank through fell through the ceiling yes. at that point. You'd, you'd think he'd learn and then he goes, no, no, if I want to hire somebody, I'd do it because I want to do it myself. Yeah, he's still got that pride that a lot yeah. of men especially have. Yeah. And I like how David asks him, have you damaged anything? And Ben's like, a couple of things don't feel wonderful. <laughs> pretty obvious with where his legs are hanging and where yeah. what's what's yeah. holding him up it's painful yeah. 
Um, his balls hurt. If anyone yeah. didn't figure yeah. it out, <laughs> you know. David, and David says, "I meant my old favorite lunchbox." And Ben's like, "So did I." And and I actually I actually giggled the whole way through that episode. And it, and my my mum and dad just thought, "What what is she giggling at?" And I really couldn't ex- how to explain them to explain it to. Yeah. But yeah, you know, that is funny scene. She's got to watch the whole thing, and it's one thing after another. It's very pacey and sharp, like like we were talking with Forrest last week about Bane. You know, mm. it's a really um, sharp episode, a few couple of episodes already in the new series. So Bill walks up the stairs with Declan. As we say, there is a new Declan. This time he's uh, played by Alex Q, who I remember is probably best known for My Parents Are Aliens, the CITV yeah. comedy um, from... I think around the same time and certainly went into the 2000s. And, you know, he is, he does look significantly different, well, completely different from Mitchell Ray. Mitchell yeah. Ray was kind of blonde and, and, and stuff. And then obviously since then time has passed, it's been a year, uh, a certain amount of time has passed. Yeah. And um, obviously Declan's staying somewhere now, a care place. I'm assuming it's some kind of orphanage, yeah, I don't know if orph- yeah. orphanages, you don't hear the term orphanages, do you? No, you always, think, no. always assume it's like um, Victorian, yeah, like right. Oliver Twist. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, I can't think of the word, but like a care home, like yeah. a care home for kids. So obviously he's, 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 they've taken him in, he's got to know him a bit, he's, they've done his hair up and all that. Um, but he, he does look significantly different. Um, mm. So it's initially quite jolting, mm. but then you just have to kind of, go along with it because it's not it's not like we got to know the other Declan too well no, no not really no, no. and by this point I said last week this is the longest gap of time between the two series of, of any series of 2.4 this was about 18 months so I think people who saw it first time yeah will remember him but maybe not as well but obviously if you're binge watching it on iPlayer or Britbox now it may jolt well, how, how do you feel about the, um, the the recasting um I mean I think I said this to you on the previous one I was on. I'd like to have seen the previous Declan actor, see how, if they'd have kept him on and seen how well he would have portrayed as a proper Declan. But obviously, like you say, as time's got on, you know, there was that gap in between it all that they, that they obviously thought that he didn't want to carry on and, they had to sort of find because he was already written into the series that he needs to find an actor quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, and I think of, so you've had Patricia Brake very sadly passed recently, um, replacing, no, being replaced by Sandra Dickinson. Yeah. You know, they look very similar, mm. but have a kind of, but Sandra Dickinson brings her own sort of flavor to that character. And same mm-hmm. with the two Claire's and, and Jenny. Yeah, yeah. I think it definitely is the most jolting recasting. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. For me, I think, I think the difference with changes of Tina and changes with Jenny was they just sort of slid into the episode. They slid into the episode where, as with Declan, it's a different kettle of fish. It's changed completely. Yeah. You know when. I mean, obviously, you, you have to change with actors as time gets on. And, you know, you see that with a lot of things now. But it, 
I think for the 90s, it was a very big jump for that, that time in that era of it. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. It's uh, it was a long, longer time for the two shows, and you know the circumstance, whatever was the reason they they recast him. I mean, you know, I we're going to get to know him a bit better now, yeah. and I agree, it would have been great to see what Mitchell Ray brings, but I do think Alex Cube has a, some good elements. To, well, he's good at his performance. I mean, I say I remember in My Parents Are Aliens, he was very funny in that. Yeah, I, I agree. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he kind of brings the new, he brings a child, the, the child back into the series. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously David and Jenny have been teenagers for most of the series in the end. It was only really two series, probably at the beginning, when David was really a, a kid. Yeah, a child, yeah. Compared to, you know, a, a young man, which he's becoming now. Um, but yeah, no, I think, um, so parking to one side, the, the kind of jolting sort of difference in look between the two actors you know, we've kind of mentioned it and that can be part one side. Now we can just go forward and see, you know, what, what he brings to the to the to the part in this episode and obviously the sub the, the ones that are to come. I love the visual of um Ben walking away from the hole and the stairs holding his groin. Yeah. He's just he's just in total pain. Oh, and the other thing is um David is holding Ben's ankles before he goes um before we go yeah, out the hole. push him back up so he's not he's not blindingly obvious that he's he's gone through the ceiling it's just a really it is a funny visual and it's almost like now you can see that david's all grown up he's tall enough now to 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 reach that where he wouldn't have yeah. been a few years earlier um bill tells Daphne he's having david's old bedroom and she also wants him to wash his face bill asks you know what's going on ben says nothing and doesn't and don't look up david asks if he can finish off later Declan comes out of a room with a face towel that reads Declan on it. And uh, he says, he's like, what kind of cruelty is this? And Bill goes, it's a present from your auntie Tina. And then he's like, and she says, if you wet it and wipe it on your face lots of times, the stitches might wear off. Which is, you know, it's Declan's yeah, very clever. Yeah. It's a quite smart way of doing it. Um, but I think it's funny because we know in the past that Bill hasn't always kept Tina's presents that they've sent, she sent to them. I think she mentioned the fluffy kittens from 1991. They got mysteriously torn up and burnt in a freak accident. Mm. And I think, and I think, one was when the fire happened, and Jenny was hoping that the um, oh, no, uh, was was it was it the dress that she was that off Auntie Tina as well? I think she that was, was Beth. I think that was Beth. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because you just it's like um what David says about his homework in that episode. Well, you know, yeah. they can't prove you the way now. It's interesting, people, the lengths people go to to get rid of stuff they don't want. So David says he'll nail, Ben says he'll nail down one of the boards properly. He's put a rug over it for now. Christine will bring plasterer. You know, and I like when they go downstairs. This clip, this bit following is what uh, was the clips that were used for the BBC One adverts for Series 8 to sort of... <laughs> differentiate between what Bill wants and what actually happens in the house. She says, now, once you remember, Declan is not to be exposed to anything silly or weird this weekend. And David speaks for the audience when he goes, well, he's come to the wrong family. <laughs> so even David's self-aware that he's that they're really exposing him to some bonkers yeah. Yeah. stuff. Yeah, if he's going to be in the family, he's going to see some weird things. And then uh, she's, she's like, there are to be none of your plans or ideas. And Ben's like, I don't have ideas. 
Then Ben whispers to David as Bill's in the kitchen. I think we, I did think we might go to the dry ski slope this weekend. And Bill's out. No, we could make skis out of old skateboards. No. And then Bill Davis tell, tells David, keep away from your strange things. And Dave's like, what strange things? And Bill lists the death masks you made in art class, the aftershave bottle labeled arsenic, your friend's video. I'm hoping that arsenic bottle is a, a prop for something. <laughs> and she says, you know, remember, he's had a very unstable life so far. So he needs proper food, encouraged to do his homework and not see any violent films. David asks, you know, why he should he get away with it when we didn't? And Bill says, why he needs a completely normal weekend. So just as she says that, typical 2.4 setup, says something will ha- that's going to happen, the complete opposite. Yeah. Is. Declan runs downstairs and says, you know that bedroom I slept in the first time I was here? Ben's like, Jenny's room. Yeah. You do realise there's a dead woman in there? And Ben's like, oh... And then suddenly Bill and Ben's head turn. And it's, and I tell you, this is, I tell you, this is re- one bit, there's a bit of it which really, I think, sort of does it for me with Alex Q's performance as Declan. When he grabs the sandwich off the plate of sandwiches that Bill's holding, he's like, um, you realise there's a dead woman in there? And then he just walks off. He's, yeah, he's, it's like it's just a yeah. normal, everyday thing. It's, you know, it's not weird whatsoever. He's kind of got into the rhythm of the humour and in the rhythm mm. of the performance of 2.4 which I really uh, like straight away. And I think he already is aware of what it's like being with them. So in Jenny's bedroom, Ben peeks in through the door. He goes back outside and says, there is a dead woman in there. And David replies, she's not mine. <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I, I know yeah, David I'm likes to do experiments. <laughs> yeah, I know I like to experiment, but I haven't stuck anybody up there. No, I think, I think, Dave, I think David just, you know, it's, it's animal organs, nothing yeah. else. Declan tells him to go downstairs and watch Declan. And, uh, and David, he's, even though he's grown up, he still has that morbid curiosity. He's like, can I see? And Bill's, Ben's like, I told you. How could there be a dead woman in there? Bill storms in and her eyes widen. And then she goes into the landing and says, it's not a dead woman. And replies, what is it? And Bill just says, something much worse. <laughs> she's just horrified by what she's found. They go back into the room and find Bet lying on Jenny's bed. And she looks like she's in a coffin, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. Like in the chapel of rest. Just like, yeah. Ben, and then what's funny is Ben immediately takes him a few seconds, and then when he does, he just goes, <gasps> and he yeah, builds. He, he does a bit and go as if to say, Oh my God, who's that? And then looks and goes, Oh my God, it's my mother in law. And then they go outside. Bill and Ben go downstairs and tell Dr. David, Don't worry. It's just grand. Must have got tired by the journey. And I love how Declan and David instantly look disappointed. They probably actually wanted it to be a dead older woman. Yeah. Yeah. Bill says, you know, everything's all right. Nothing to worry about. Then she grabs Ben and goes, come into the kitchen. And I love how frantic Bill gets at this moment. She's like, how did she get in here? Ben says, well, while you were fetching Declan, I was finishing off the loft stuff. Bill's like, did you leave the door open? And Ben's like, well, only when I got wood. Bill's like, I warned you to be careful about that. Now my mother's got into the house. She's just so livid. Declan enters and asks if he can have more juice. And I love how ben, Bill hands him a lemon. Is it like lime? Actual uh, lime. No, it's a, cu- it's a cucumber, isn't it? I thought it, it was like li- cu- It looks like a cucumber, like the length of a cucumber, yeah. but I thought it was like lime. Uh, it but, probably is lime. It prob- you probably are right, but to me... It, but it does like look like cu- cucumber. Because yeah. I thought the same, and I thought, cucumber juice, that thing. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds I've horrendous. Say, though, I love Ben's reaction when he sees Bet lay there, but then goes to scream and and 
Bill just puts her hand over his mouth just to say, don't scream in there, you'll wake her up. Yeah, it's it's like she wasn't prepared for it because usually <laughs> Bet gives them fair warning. Yeah. And then and, and, you know, they, they tied up the house and everything, but on this occasion there isn't. And I think Bill's just a bit sort of, well, she's already been in shock with the hole in the wall, in the ceiling. Mm. And now she just has to deal with her mother being there. And then when Ben says, you know, she might only be here for a day, and Bill says, how do we know? And I like this next bit about with Declan again, building up his character really well in terms of the dynamic he brings to the family. Mm. He says, you know, well, was there a suitcase in there? Ben says, I think so. And Declan goes, easy. And so in the bedroom, Bet's suitcase is by the bed and Ben slowly drags it out to the landing. Um, he asks what's in there, specifically how many knickers. And, and Declan then says, well, you should count them. And it's interesting how he has this kind of, he brings a bit of logic to the family. Yeah, yeah. You get to see more later on. And yeah. Ben's like, I can't count my mother-in-law's knickers. I mean, I love the kind of mother-in-law, you know, mother-in-law jokes, they're a real staple of British Yeah, yeah. And I think that kind of thing has been established through comedy series going off um, what Les Dawson used to do on stage about how he used to take the mickey out of his mother-in-law. And yeah. I, I think I read something somewhere when uh, Les Dawson was doing the interview, he said, as much as I take the mickey out of my mother-in-law, I do love my mother-in-law bits but I, I I and she loves that I take the mickey out of her and I think that's what comedies have started to do by taking the mickey out of their in-laws yeah it's it, it's loving it's almost loving um because family do drive you mad but yeah. if you can try and see if you do it light-hearted it's kind it's it, it may seem cruel on the surface but it's actually kind and loving yeah and I but I think as well it's that idea of you know He's going out, he, he's married to Bet's daughter, but because she's her mother's there, he's like, Well, I can't look at her knickers, even though they might not be any different to anyone else's knickers or even Bill's. But it's just so funny that he just has this association. I can't, I can't do it. And, he, and, he, and I love how Ben refers to it again later on. And I like how Bill says, You know, close your eyes. Bell, ben closes his eyes and he feels through the suitcase. He pulls out three knickers out. He also feels something rubbery. It's a sponge bag. And then Bill says, oh, now we know she's here for the weekend. Ben says there's only one bar. Um, and Bill's like, of course there is. And do you notice at one point when there's um, cameras on uh, behind a Declan, behind Declan, yeah. just side, just a, just, just a little bit of yeah. into the right side. And then you see his head go up and then he just runs off. Yeah, you just, you just, see, him, you just see him shoot off because he knows that he can't, he doesn't want to get in trouble, whereas he'll leave them to it and make them learn. But yeah. it's funny because when I've seen this before, I just assume, it, oh, he disappears, just like yeah. a ghost. But actually yeah. seeing it again now, I noticed that he actually, you actually do see him briefly leave. Yeah. Um, not, but it's not fully. Um, ben and Bill slowly turn their heads to find Bet standing in the doorway, just sort of looking down at them, very unamused. Later on, David leaves and gives Bet a kiss. Um, ben says, give my love to Maxine. David says, will do. And as David leaves, Bet goes, peculiar girl. There are a lot of peculiar people around here. God knows where they get their ideas. 
So Bet's back, it's Liz Smith, and yeah, she's delightful. I, I got to say, I what I never knew until I started watching like two point four children and Vicar of Dibley and um Royal Family, never knew who Liz Smith was. And it was funny because you know, she didn't start acting until she was something like 50 months in. Yeah. I was really amazed. I presumed she was a child actor and things like that. And I was really amazed when I read it. And she is, she is for different roles of three comedies I've known her from. She brings that different part to it and, and different sort of empathy and, uh, you know, funniness to it all. And I think that's what, kind of people loved about her 100% I think with 2.4 especially there is a believability to her character because although she is very annoying unlike other mother-in-law characters in other sitcoms there's a warmth to her yeah yeah. I haven't watched Royal Family in a long time but Nana I think is a lot more mischievous than yeah yeah Mm. And I think she's around the house a lot more yes. than what she's in 2.4 children because, you know, she obviously comes to annoy Jim a lot more yes. than she will Ben. Yeah, definitely. And, of course, she's also um, Aunt Belle in 2.4 as well. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, just two different characters, the total opposites, even though they are related. And yeah wonderful wonderful actress and it's you know it's amazing that she's as you say she just started out late but she's now a legend mm. Declan hands her a cup of tea and Bet just goes oh it's the love this is such a and grandma and nana thing to say she's I just had to come and see him thank you that's just how I like it and Ben goes, I made it. And Bet takes it up and goes, oh, yes, yeah, so you did. And then I don't know if she's actually meaning that or she's just saying it to put Ben down. But, you know, she's a, does it, she always says what she thinks. Very much a lady of her generation. Ben's about to go upstairs and Bet says, isn't it nice to have us all together here in the same room? She's always trying to guilt them all to spend time with her. And I like how Declan, he's turning into um, quite, um, what's the word, goody two-shoes around her a little bit. when he's like, oh, pleased to see you too, Mrs. Gates. I like the way Bill's face squirms, <laughs> him saying that. Yeah. And I think, I think because he knows that Bill and Ben don't want her, I think like towards the end of the episode, and I've got, not got to that part yet, but he kind of knows that they don't want her. And the more and more he plans in his mind that he's, he, he's trying to think of how if I'm really, really nice to her, I might be able to get her out of here because they don't want her in. David don't want her in because he's gone out and yeah. the sister does it. He's very good. He's a good judge of character. He knows yeah. that she's soppy around kids and she knows mm. that he can play up to that very well. And that's probably helped by because of his life so far, having such an unstable start living on mm. the street, living in squats, as he says later on, you know, he's had to come across some pretty unpleasant individuals. And so he's had to learn quite early on. And I think that's interesting how he brings it into the series and it would have been interesting to see if he um, went a bit further, if the, if the show continued. And I like how Bet says, you know, call me grand, love. After all, he's one of the family now, isn't he? And I like how they don't say yes him instantly. 
because they're still unsure if they can have him full time. Yeah. Ben asks what they're going to be eating. Bill says lamb, chops and salad. Deck's like, I hate salad. And Bet says, oh, so do I. Can't we have chips? Salad is very bad for children. Don't you read the papers? All tomatoes are genetically modified and they inject everything with radioactivity. Cucumbers as big as Godzilla. Bill says, well, we can just have lettuce. Bet says, oh, manatees eat lettuce and they're dying out. Let us not have lettuce. And she is... She's a she's such a grandmother in this yeah. moment. Yeah. Like and, you know, yeah. Of yeah, and, 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 she, and, and she reminds me, my nan, my nan would bypass any salady food towards me and my brother. Yeah. And and give us something that we she knew wasn't any good for us. And yeah, it is a typical grandmother thing that you know she'd rather give them something that isn't good for him when she knows that the salad is and I think it's one of those when you become a grandparent because you've had all the responsibilities of raising a child and their kids aren't yours you can just enjoy the niceties of it yeah, yeah. But, but there are you know older older sort of grandparents even you know they sort of whenever like if I ever went out, was out with my grandparents we were out and we saw their friends because mm. I sometimes used to stay with my grandparents during the summer holidays well um when my parents work in sometimes and I uh they'd always say oh were they treating you well they giving you lots of nice food and everything it's just it is that kind of thing yeah. and I, again I like that because in other sitcoms where the mother-in-law character's there they're always horrible to the grandchildren as well I find yeah yeah nice. and, that, and that is like you say it's a rarity to see a grandparent unless you know comedies from like the states have done it, but the rarity to, for a grandmother to treat the grandkids well, and you know, because usually they're saying, "Here's here's 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 five. Go go and buy yourself some sweets, but leave me alone." Yeah. I'd rather, you know, yeah. be on my own without having kids in my house. They can give them back. That's, yeah, that's the thing. And, uh, and Decker says, "I'd rather have chips and beans." And Bet says, "Little dear, he knows what's best for him." And that's something you hear. They try, you know, they, they, certain people just say, "Yeah, you you can you listen to him." Bill says, "But we prefer to have something more healthy, don't we?" They say, "Oh yeah, we always have lots of fiber and green stuff and pips." So Bet says, "Oh, I thought we'd uh, well. Oh, I thought you'd make an exception in my case." And Bill's like, and, "Chips and beans, then." And and I think she has done it. She's done it before in a previous episode, aren't you? Saying, uh, "I think it was." Was it lamb? She said, um, lamb goes through me. Or in a previous Chicken episode, repeats itself on she, me. She repeats on me. But so, and she said, something else goes through me. She says, but I'll have the chicken. She always knows how to manipulate Benny, uh, Bill and Benny and do what she wants. Oh, yeah, 100%. She, uh, she's very set in her ways, but yeah, also absolutely. knows how to play the situation. She said, and don't bother with the lamb. It gets in my teeth. Yeah. And Deck's like, I don't want it either. And Bet asks, well, what should we do while we're waiting? Ben asks, haven't you got some homework to do? And Bet Declan nudges Ben and says, oh, do I have to do that? And she's just such a bad influence. She's like, oh, no, he doesn't have to do that, does he? She's trying to be on his side. Yeah. I don't know what the mentality of people like that are, but they, they must just love messing, they're causing trouble. Yeah. 
And I like how Ben's like, well, actually, and so Ben's goes, oh, it's boring, isn't it? You could do it all at breakfast on Monday morning. I used to. So clearly she's always been quite a rebel from a young age. Yeah. You know, I always know, like, sort of sometimes older people make out that everyone was dead respectful when they were younger. But yeah. I think there's always been people who break the rules of any age. Yeah, and I think because Ben's so afraid of her that he won't, dead nervous round him, dead afraid of him, go, if he puts authority or puts his foot down, he'll say, you know, she'll go, it's how I do it, not how you do it. And you know, yeah, he's a wimp. So he just, yeah, that's the basic word of it. He, he is a wimp. He just doesn't like anything being put into his own situation. No, absolutely. And so... Ben's trying to be responsible for Bet's running rings around him. Bet says, well, something, we'll think of something for us to do. And Declan says, oh, I love you being here, Grand." Bet goes, oh, bless him. You know, I love being here too. Ben runs into the, into the kitchen and asks um, if she's going to be here every weekend. He says, oh, I don't know. She knows there's room now. Ben says, can we get Jane back to come back? We've got to do something. She sees it in power. Ben says, oh, don't be ridiculous. Bet shouts from the room, thin chips, not thick ones. Bill then cuts the potatoes that she's already done to thinner slices. Bet says, you see, you said you were going to feed him properly. Bill says, well, they never hurt David or you. Ben says, oh, she stopped him doing his homework. And Bill says, what? I left you in charge of that. Ben says, I know. What could I do? She knows I've seen her knickers. Can't you see what's happening? Tell you why. She's got him in there watching some gruesome video. He says, oh, don't be silly. Ben, you just don't want to admit her evil powers. I'll bet you a fiver. In the living room, Declan puts a video into the machine. Bill, Bet tells Bill she bought it with her. Ben arrogantly holds his hand out to Bill and Bet explains, it's a Walt Disney, all about dear little fairies. And I love how Bill smiles and she goes, oh, that sounds nice. And Ben hands her a fiver and Bill just grabs it. Now, I had a bit of a Mandela effect with this episode do you you've heard of, have you heard of the Mandela effect? I've heard of it. I'm not, not, I've heard of it, but I'm not not sure about it so it's one of those it's like a phenomenon of a state of mind where you remember things differently than what they were so it comes from the idea of Nelson basically Nelson Mandela there was people thought he was dead for many years Mm. but he was actually in jail and so then as and then years later the reality obviously it came out he was alive but people sometimes misremember films or songs and it's known as a Mandela effect and for some reason I remembered or thought that in this scene that brings a gruesome video like she brought David and the first time she goes I think it was Cyborg Blood Bites and she used to say to Bill oh well he'll see him anyway and I thought she said it again now I don't know why I thought that in this instant but just goes to show how we misremember things yes yeah so Bet then asked Declan do you want to see the scars on my arm and Bill tries to stop, but Bess says, oh, no, they love it. It's like she's done it before and seems children just sort of obsessed with weird things like that. So she says, once when I was a little girl, I tripped and fell on my elbow. And the whole shattered joint went right up through the top and poked it out. They had to hammer it back in, secure it in position with three metal bolts. Here, here and here. Declan then says, you can see where they drilled the holes. Bet says, I've got so many bits and pieces in me now. When I go through the metal detector, it sounds like tubular bells, <laughs> which is, of course, the Exorcist theme tune. So I could just I just have this visual of her going through some kind of detector. I just in the going. 
It's a brilliant visual. And once when I was playing near an iron railing and I fell and a huge metal spike completely skewered my leg and then Ben just falls to the side and faints. It's another <laughs> yeah, Ben fainting. Yeah, I, it's just that he just thinks I can't take any more of this. I just, you know, she's saying too much. It's making me, you know, like you said before, you know, is a wimp in everything when where Beck's concerned and thing, yeah. And Bill's obviously trying to say to Beck, don't keep telling him anything because otherwise he's gonna end up with nightmares. You know, he's had such a cruel life and he's gonna end up with worse nightmares. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing with is Ben is quite a wimp when it comes to speak. He's quite easily squeamish. Yeah. And so it's, it's not helping Bill in any way. She really is in charge there. You can't, she can't, she can't, she hasn't got any backup. So this is why I think she goes to the warehouse to vent to Rona, who's mm. working. She storms in and Bill says, yeah, it's, it's an emergency. Have you got any brandy? Rona says, what, the Greek stuff I bought for the trifle. Oh, Bill's like, just anything, fast. Rona hands her the bottle and Bill takes a massive gulp of it and goes, ugh, what's this? And it's Frixie Tarkso, 15 star brandy, three Drachmars a litre. Bill says, oh, no wonder they're all breaking plates. It's been a very bad day. Everyone's like, were you looking forward to having Declan? Bill says, Declan, yes, but not my mother as well. Rona asks what's happened. Bill says, oh, just the usual. The hurricane brought down the computers and the electric fences failed. She's been letting him run riots all evening. He's had three helpings of dessert without finishing his first. Read his comic at the table, didn't help with any of the clearing up. And Bill, in, in, I love Bill's imitation of Bet here. We've heard her before do a, a, of course, it's up to you. And I can't do this justice like Belinda Lang can, but she does a great impression. She goes, don't be hard on him. He's only little. Let him do what he likes. Ooh, isn't he in love? And Marisha says, well, she just enjoys seeing him. Bill says, that's the trouble. She enjoys kids too much. Nothing they do is ever wrong. And Rona says, so she's soppy about kids. What's the harm in that? You turned all right out all right, didn't you? Bill says, well, only by chance. She let me do anything I liked. I could have turned out to be a mass murderer. And she said, oh, leave her alone. She was just playing with the little axe. <laughs> and Rowan is like, it didn't do you any harm, did it? And Bill says, when I was six, I saw my mother with cigarettes. So I said, Mum, can I have one of those? And she said, of course you can, Bill. In fact, why don't you finish this one and hand it to me there and then? And he's like, well, that's pretty clever. Bill says, a year later, I was the only seven-year-old in the brownies with a smoker's cough. <laughs> But, you know, there is that theory, isn't there, that if, like, for example, kids want to try alcohol, it's better to try it in the home. That's that's a theory yeah. in France, isn't it? Yeah. You try it yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the safety of a home. Yeah, it's it's the, you know, getting kids used to the adult life, what they class as the adult life. And yeah. it's like, you just wouldn't hit, you just wouldn't hear it. Yeah. It's so funny yeah. because what I like about this bit is that, we're getting a, a, a real insight into Bill's childhood and mm. the fact that it goes to show that sometimes how parents raise you doesn't necessarily guarantee how you're going to turn out. So the mm. parent might raises their child very strict and very authoritative in their parenting style. Sometimes children don't necessarily turn out to be well-rounded. They might turn out to be rebellious or if yeah. they're, they're left to do what they want and not really disciplined they can turn out to be responsible like Bill has. Yeah. And I just think that's really interesting look at the yeah. variations of parenting styles. I admire that yeah. in the writing for this episode and, and the discussion of Bill's past. I, I just envision when we go back to the episode, the Christmas special misery, you know, when we see Bill in plaits and Bet with a blonde yeah. hair, 
can just visualize, I can visualize yeah, all these I was, things. I was, I was going to say that. I was going to say, you know, go back to, I think, yeah, you say it's Christmas episode, and that vision of her reading the book, and it's saying if this girl leaves her mother, she will turn out to be such and such. And, you know, it's, and it is, it is a true, it is a true statement that, you know, parents do make their children feel as guilty. Yeah. Uh, to the route to, to make them be closer to them so that they're not alone as they get older. Absolutely. It's it's interesting what the way it explores all that. Yeah. Parenting, families, children growing up, how you raise a child and, and how you become as an adult and how your adult relationship with your parents it goes forward. It's um it's fascinating. It really yeah. is. Just I'm just visualizing blonde bet giving little Bill Belinda Lang in Platts. <laughs> a cigarette. Such a visual. I kind of would have loved a, a flat, a more, another flashback like that now, actually. Yeah. yeah. But the one's yeah. enough is a, is a treat as well. So Rona says, well, she might not be staying long. Bill glares at and goes, can't we get Auntie Pill to distract her? Rona says that she's on a coach to Norway. It's revenge for the Nazis sending us Christmas trees every year. A bit like with May Day. Still yeah. going on about the Germans, still not over it. <laughs> Yeah. Is that with Rona's auntie? Is that has the actor passed away since then? No, Barbara Lott died I think in two thousand and two. She just didn't come back after the ninety six right. special. I don't know why, but yeah, she I don't. I just she just didn't come back after the I think the ninety six Christmas special. Yeah. Ben enters and says, "What are you doing?" And Bill's like, "What are you doing here? I told you to stay at home." And he says, "I've had to maintain my authority on my own." And then she realizes that he's not wearing any trousers. And Ben's like, "They wanted them for something." Bill's like, "Well, what?" Ben's like, I don't know. It's your mother, mother's idea. Bill's like, why didn't you put another pair on? Ben's like, she was blocking the stairs. And Bill's like, oh, you're completely hopeless. Ben says, well, I didn't see you put up much resistance. Rona says, cheer up. It'll soon be his bedtime. Ben says, no. She said he could stay up. What was I supposed to do? Those dickers will be hanging over my head for the rest of my life. It's like, I told you this would get out of control. We've got to find a way of stopping her. Rona, I love how Rona's always the kind of, She's the one who's a bit more soppy, really, here. Oh. You know, she's like, oh, don't be too hard on her, Bill. Don't be hard on him. He's only little, you know. It's that kind of mentality of, oh, don't yeah. be hard on her. And yeah. Rona's like, well, you know, we'll be old one day. Probably really looks forward to seeing you and the kids. And the truth is she's not going to be any different for as long as she's alive. And I think Rona sees it in the fact of that, because Auntie Pearl wasn't, you know, was a common, common and grower. Yes. Whereas Bet was just a hanger on was kind of a hanger on a one she and yeah. always there so yeah. Rona doesn't get the fact of the Quran obviously that she finds out later on in the series as a mother that you know she 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 didn't have that sort of kind of kind of thing where she's popping in and out and all the time really yeah disrupting I think Rona's life yeah definitely and and obviously Rona's auntie who was a real birth auntie and who looked after yeah. her would have been has been gone for a long time by this series and interesting that in in this final series she still refers to her real mother as auntie pearl she oh, yeah. still hasn't quite yeah got her head around it yeah it would be interesting to see that uh, if they did more how more. that would have gone more so bill says yeah yes you're right well that's a killer typical bill it's like well and then she asks rona how do you get rid of auntie pearl when she outstays her welcome so rona's oh well that's easy tony and i just have sex in the next room She's booked the tickets before I can open the bedroom door. Ben asks if if he thinks it would work. And I like how Vronin says, well, it could, but we don't get he doesn't get back before 10. 
And then Billman's like, well, I mean, me and Bill. And I like how Bill just stares blankly at him and says, Teclan could hear. But he's like, so? So? I mean, Bill puts the argument to why not. She's like, he's already had a hideous childhood without adding anything else. Ben then suggests that she's, as she's staying in Jenny's room, before she goes to bed, tell her that the room's haunted and it's why Jenny doesn't come home at the weekend. And it's like, well, isn't it obvious? When she goes to bed, we stay up. And then we, and then he moves his arms around and Ronan goes, what, dance the Macarena? I could just, I could just imagine someone putting a video on that, uh, of him doing that to one yeah. Macarena, do one Macarena. Yeah, that's funny. I, I'm visualising that now. Someone needs to do that video, please, if anyone's listening who does edits. Ben says, no, we haunt the room. Bill's like, well, how exactly do we do that? He says, we put on a couple of sheets over and go, woo. And Bill's like, what? And he goes, woo. Bill says, what are you talking about? Don't ghosts don't go woo. Ben goes, yes, they do. And Bill replies, on Scooby-Doo, not in real life. Ben says, well, what do they do in real life? <laughs> Ben's just such a child. And Bill just like, tells him to stop talking rubbish. And they're going to go back to put things into perspectives. Bill then says, we won't do anything silly. We'll let her have fun for this evening. And tomorrow, if we're still worried, we'll think about something. Back at the house. Declan and Bev turn the dining room table upside down into a play area. Declan pretends to be a pirate and Bet walks the plank. They're playing pirate ships. But I love Bet laughing as he's kind of poking her with this wooden... Uh, I think it's an umbrella he's using, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it is. And they've used Ben's trousers as a flag with a, dr- with a skull on it. It's just a really funny visual. So now we know why there's um, the, the flag in the, um, yeah. above the house in the opening credits. Declan says, move your scorny carcass, old woman. You're sleeping with the fishes. And I like how Beck goes, isn't he sweet? I love fish. Bill tells Declan to put down what I think, you know, the, the umbrella that's he's trying to be a sword. And uh, Ben says his trousers are now used as the Jolly Roger. Is that the Jolly Roger? That's yeah, Jolly like. Roger, yeah, yeah. And then Ben asks for them and said, and uh, well, Declan says, look, Gran, a vast behind about the trousers and bet says oh leave him alone he's enjoying himself aren't you love deck says come on over here fat man i'll lash you to the manimus until the gulls feed on your geezers geezers and mussels and chicken yeah feels like no you are not bet says he's having fun come over here Bet says, i don't think so and bet goes come over here and you can tell that way that she ruled you know as much as bill ruled rules the roost when Bet's not there. When Bet's there, it's like the rules have just gone out the window. And if you don't do what Bet says, it's, you know, she will show her true colours to him. This episode, I think, really shows Bet at her most controlling. Yeah. Uh, which I quite like. We've, we've seen her do it before, but in, in, in other series. But this is one where it's pretty, you know, it's, it's, it's constantly her trying to play the, the game. To make everyone do what she wants. They've used wires from loudspeakers to tie Ben up and then put duct tape over his mouth. Declan says, shut up, blubber bucket. Ben says, yeah, 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 stop struggling or you'll be sleeping with the attic. That's Ben, sorry, saying that. Bill says, actually, mum, I think it's nearly Declan's bedtime. Declan says, oh, but Gran said I could stay up. Bill says, yes, but I think she only met until nine o'clock. Bet replies, no, I told him he could stay up as long as he likes. Bill goes, Ben, stop encouraging them. And he's like, and Bill continues to go, Mum, I'm sorry to be firm about this, but I really think you should go to bed now. Bet says, but now, Mum. Yes, well, if you say so. 
Deku goes, oh, do I have two grand? Beth says, yeah, do what she says. Bill, thank you. Then Beth really plays it. Yeah. After all, I'm just a silly old woman. I like how Bill rolls her eyes, feeling ill, because, oh, she just knows what she's about to do. Beth, Beth continues, I've just got too soft a heart, and... When I look at his little face, well, just look at him. And when I think of the terrible life he's had, it would be so cruel to make his life miserable. And Bill just rolls her eyes and goes, all right, tie him up. It's like, what? And Bill finds, just for a little while. Declan puts some more tape around Ben's mouth. Should I pull it off really hard? Beth says, David rang when you were out. He asked if he could stay out later than you said. And he asked if he could stop all night with that friend of his. And I said, yes, he could. And then just like, oh, wonderful. Declan says, will you be here tomorrow, Grant? Declan goes, oh, yes, Declan. Just try and stop me. There are a lot of things I want to do here before I go. Aren't there? And he just glares at Ben and he's got the tape around his mouth going, mm. and now Jenny's room is empty. Well, you never know, do you? I love the sort of, Liz Smith's glare. She yeah. has a way with facial expressions. Yeah, and 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 then honestly, you know, I like how she play, how she plays, how she's played Bet and Antibel, and how she, like you said, you know, she plays the two characters so differently. And yeah. and playing Bet, she plays her really in authority as if to say, I can mangle my family around my little finger, yeah. and if you don't do what I'll say, I will play the sympathy card yeah until i get my way yeah definitely and i read somewhere about mark um i actually watched an interview with liz smith on mark lawson where she talked about where he asked her about her facial expression saying is it something you plan or is it just intuitive she just did it you know she just had a mm. she she just did it and it worked every time you know mm. so glad that she did achieve the status that she has now because she just she was amazing later on bill makes ben some hot chocolate just how are the rope burns now which is just horrible to think ben then squirts chocolate sauce into the mug and bill says you know that'll only sink to the bottom you know he then grabs a, a chocolate flake from the cupboard and stirs it i mean it's the most unhealthy drink in the world ben's like well can't do me any harm sorry i love the fact of that he, he stirs it as if say it's your fault that you know i was in this situation i can i need this for the fact of that you've let him get away with murder you get let him get away with murder all night yeah and even even then he can't do anything right ben because he says you know can't do me any harm and tries to drink but he pokes his eye with the flake and does like what are they doing now ben says still watching telly she looks at her watch and goes right so she goes into the living room on the sofa both bet and declan are asleep Ben then says, come along, John Silver, and picks Declan up and takes him upstairs. I, see, I love how he gets halfway upstairs and turns to Bill and goes, I'm not carrying her up as well. Bill then wakes Bet up, who says she was having a nice dream. Such a nice change from my usual one. Bill inquires further, what do you mean, the usual one? And Bet says, oh, I keep having a horrible dream. I wake up in such a state, I can't sleep a wink. It's always when I'm in a strange bedroom, and, and sometimes I have to go home. And I like how Bill sort of sits down on the subject. He goes, really? And it's always like, come on, tell me more. Beck goes, well, I think I'm awake and I lie there and it's cold. And all I can hear is this scraping noise. Scrape, scrape, scrape. And then I feel just such a heavy pressure on my chest. So I switch on the light and there staring at me straight in the face is this huge, terrible, white camera zooming in. 
Ben runs down and says, oh, got him to sleep now at last. And, and then I love how Bill just falls back on the sofa, so aggravated that Ben's come down. Beth says she'll go upstairs. Bill then tells Beth, you know, what does she have to come down for? She's about to tell me what she's in her nightmare. The one that sometimes makes her go home. And then he, she says, this, she sees this horrible thing in her room. Ben asks, what thing? They zoom in up. The camera zooms in on Bill. She goes, a huge, terrible, white. Ben says, what? Bill replies, I don't know. You came down. And Bill asks, what's huge, terrible and white? Ben says, Barry White. And Bill says, Barry White is black. And Ben suggests, well, Pavarotti. And Bill goes, how could she wake up with Pavarotti in her room? Ben replies, well, it's a nightmare. Anything could happen. She hears scratching. And then he says, perhaps he's got fleas. This is a visual of Pavarotti yeah. having fleas. Yeah. And it, and it is. It's just, it is, it's funny. Ben thinks it's some kind of animal. What if David has one and sneaks it into her room? Bill walks into the kitchen and says, well, David doesn't have any animals. And I like how she just disappears and Ben turns around and goes, I wouldn't be so sure about that. And then she just walks out again and goes, what? So even now, David still sneaks in animals into the house. So at Chiswick Animal Shelter, Christine is on the phone during a night shift and she's like, oh, no sign of anything tonight till Ben slams on the window. Christine opens up and asks, what's this in aid of? Ben asks, do you still want next Thursday off? Christine replies, what's the catch? She says, I want to borrow something. The camera zooms in on Ben as he says, something huge, terrible, and white. The house, Ben returns with the right rabbits. And I like how we've got a bit of build up to this reveal that we see Bill look out the window, the van pull up. He goes in with this box, reveals its white rabbit. And Bill's like, it's not huge. It's not terrible. And, and Ben's like, I'll, I'll, I'll let's out into the room now. <laughs> Outside Jenny's room, the door's locked. Ben asks for two pair of pants, of his pants specifically. In the attic, Ben works out where the old loft hatches above her Jenny's room. So Bet is asleep in bed and above the loft hatch, there's a white rabbit that appears on a string wearing Ben's pants and it's being slowly taken down like, on a string like Mission Impossible. It's the only way I can describe it. It's like yeah. she's the crown jewels and he's the rabbit is like Tom Cruise. <laughs> Such a brilliant visual, actually. Yeah. And especially when you go back to the attic to see Ben sort of easing it down, Declan then appears and startles them. And it's very funny when Ben lets go, but then we go back to the, the room and it stops. The rabbit stops falling just in time before it falls onto Bet's head. As Declan approaches and he goes, what's going on? And Ben just goes, huh, as if to say, you can't let go of the rabbit because if the rabbit lands on it, it's going to wake. It's going to end up waking her up. Yeah, it's not going to be as nightmarish as, she, as he thinks. Yeah. And it's so funny because the rabbit is hanging literally a centimetre from her, an inch away from her. And then Bet wakes up, looks at the rabbit and just goes, not tonight, Jim. And goes back to sleep, go, I've got a headache. And what I thought, which is what I took, took to that meaning of that is when Jim was around and he was getting a little bit frisky, he would just appear inside of her bed wearing nothing but these big underpants. Looked like a rabbit. Yeah. Pale and huge. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, I mean, I think it's that sort of, the visual is just, Shows how, again, just how imaginative Andrew Marshall is. Another sort of spoof. Yeah. You could even imagine having the Mission Impossible music. Yeah. Or some yeah. kind of music go as they, as this, as the rabbit was going down. So later on, Bill's stroking the rabbit and tells Declan that although Bet thinks a lot of him, it's not the same as letting him do everything he wants. 
She explains that they love him just as much, but sometimes it's not a good idea to play pirates or something like that just because he wants to. And again, this is a really interesting sort of entry into Declan's mind and his character. Mm. Declan then says, what made you think I wanted to play pirates? Do you really think anyone under the age of 50 wants to play pirates in 1999? I'd rather do Duke Nukem which is a video game character. Um, yeah, 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 I remember that, yeah. He's like, I'd, I'd say he's like the male Lara Croft from the 90s, is that right? Yeah, yeah. They're apparently going to make a new film about Duke Nukem. So Bill then asked, well, why did you do it? And, and uh, Declan, we've got to wear her out somehow. I've been doing my best and I kept her going until 10.30. How else are you going to get rid of her? If she stays here all the time, she'll drive us out the twist. It was, it was just amazing how he just quickly tweaked onto this family. And yeah, tweaked onto yeah. their relationship and to her just, being, and he yeah. just knew that you know Pet drives them mad, and obviously, like in a later episode, he knows that Antistina drives drives Bill mad, yeah, um, more than more than Ben. It, definitely, and it's yeah, he's a good, he's a good judge of character, and I think what's interesting is he brings, like I say, a new perspective to the family because, of course, if you look at back when David was little sort of more of a kid in the early series you know he's the one who would always ask Bette oh Grant tell us about the time the Germans bombed the Odeon or yeah. in the Christmas special he was the one who wanted to play the games and he he was a bit more mischievous in terms of um trying to make life yeah, difficult Bette's wavelengths wasn't he David in that in that yeah. sort of earlier time whereas Declan who's probably around the same age as John Picard at the beginning of two when he was yeah. at the beginning of 2.4 he's actually got a very different personality which i really like how that's explored in these mm. few episodes he's in he's a character who brings an outsider's perspective going yeah. into the family and yeah again that would have been good to see if they'd done series nine and beyond when mm. he does become part of the family full time how that would have explored mm. uh, you know developed further mm. so ben asked you know what about all that stuff about her wanting to save for the weekend like, we don't want to make it obvious and which is quite funny because well ben often makes things quite obvious without realizing so he's learning from a kid how to do these things to do things properly and and again what i said earlier about declan's life experience has had an impact you know he says to ben blimey you'd be hopeless on the street yeah he's just like ben ben is you know, such a child that he wouldn't understand how the real world works. Whereas yeah. Declan's been out that like, that long and that he understands what a child and an adult life in the real world does. Yeah. And even Bill, who's the most responsible of everybody, she won't possibly know about the street as well. So she'll learn a lot. They'll learn from him as well yeah. as he'll yeah. learn about a proper family life with them. Yeah. And I'd like to have seen, like you say, with other uh, bits of this, how if did the character done series nine or beyond how that would have developed him showing what it had been like him trying to you know what he's seen or what he's kind of seen from being on the streets to you know trying to sort of wangle his way through the family and and things like that. I'd like to have seen like with Jenny and David and Declan as adults and seen like their parenting skills with yes. their kids and would Jenny have turned out like Bill and would Ben it would David have turned out like Ben and yeah you know I think for me I mean I I'd love to see a, a, a special yeah I know it's sad because Gary's not around but yeah we interesting what happens if how it does on iPlayer and stuff and yeah. I mean I'd, I would love to see it and I think say it, it it was definitely this series um see unknowingly the final series but i think had it come back for a ninth series the dynamic mm. would have changed 
Yeah. And this was very much a crossover period series, although, of course, it would always be 2.4 children. It would almost become a new series, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Or it certainly wouldn't look the same as it was in the beginning. Yeah. But, you know, as, as I say, it's a transition period and it's the it's the it's the combination of the of the familiar and the new with Liz Smith and Declan coming in and a new dynamic. And I, but I like how Bill says, you know, well, sorry, but Declan says, you know, just leave it to me. She'll be home tomorrow. And Bill's like, finally, a bit of sanity. She, he, you know, Declan's probably the only one in the family who has been, who's the most similar to her in mentality. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Ben does actually ask, you know, well, well, if this was all a scam, what was all that about wanting chips instead of meat? And uh, Declan's like, well, it's got to be some perks of the job. Do you notice behind them there's a Cameron Diaz poster? Oh, no, never noticed that. Yeah, I, th- I, I thought it was, it looked like an older movie star, but I think it's Cameron Diaz doing a, a sort of vintage pose. Like a, yeah. like a Marilyn Monroe pose. I like when they leave the room. Ben then asks um, if she told Declan what was huge trouble and why they scared the life out of her. Declan says, oh, no, no. She never mentioned it, honestly. And then as he walks away, he smiles. Again, that's only something I've noticed this time round. Bill and Ben then go to bed. I, well, I like when he when he puts, he's after he puts Declan to bed, he's like, you know, he's surprising that kid. You know, I think they're, they're, they're still getting to know him. And yeah. Bill and Ben go to bed. Declan then sneaks out of his room, um, unlocks Jenny's front door. Well, Jenny's bedroom door. He goes over to Bet, sneaks over, sort of hovers over her, and then he sings, We're walking in the air. And Bet opens her eyes, looks up and goes, Ah! And that ends the episode. So, what was huge, terrible, and white? The snowman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that because. Yeah, I, I didn't cat- cotton on to that. Um... I think in the early years when it was on, I think, I don't know why, don't know why in my own mind, I, I'm i thinking Ali Jones because he was the child that sang the song originally. Yes. And, you know, and that was my thought out on it. Um, but yeah, no, as I've called and I've watched the episode over and over again, it's that, yeah. Amazing. And so he's he's very clever how he's done that and found a way to, um, to put the idea into a brain by singing that song yeah i mean the snowman is quite scary when you think about it yeah snowmen think, are scary yeah fantastic and and i think that's a really good sort of last visual of Beth liz smith in yeah. the show just her looking <laughs> leaning up in bed and screaming she's just wonderful i've only ever seen fame in the millennium experience quite a lot the rest yeah. of series eight i've not seen as much as the no. others yeah and i'm enjoying it more than yeah, I remember yeah. so far. And I think it's it showing Jenny and David now approaching adulthood and, you know, where, and they've got Declan where he's, he, you know, their mum and dad can, Bill and Ben can carry on, take, yeah. you know, smothering Declan, whereas they know they can go out and get where he is anything and yes. um, because they're adults and they don't have to deal with the parents anymore and they're not going to be in what they class as their embarrassing house definitely and I think what was clever about this episode was choosing to have Declan generally on on his own with Bill and Ben Mm. without David or Jenny's influence just to kind of see how he works with the two of them yeah as I say their dynamic is quite different to David and Jenny's dynamic and the next episode, Sticky Fingers, we get David and Jenny back. And I think it really it shows how much they've grown. Yeah. And the new era that's coming in. Yeah. 
as I say, I think it's it's very hard because of how sudden the show ended and mm. how Alex Q only has four episodes to really mm. get into the role of Declan. Mm. But I think, as I say, putting aside the sort of jolting of the difference in appearance, and although I think Mitchell Ray certainly in the heart has its reasons is very good as a, a kid on the street yeah. of course the character would develop as an as a person yeah yeah with the influence yeah. of the porters i think alex does fit in well with the show yeah, yeah. as this iteration of declan yeah yeah and i think obviously the first declan it was kind of he kind of portrayed what they classed as the all of the twists of yes. being on the streets and how vulnerable because that episode was kind of vulnerable side of of him and yes. being told and being being um um sort of influenced into things that he didn't really want to do and he wanted all he wanted was to be in a home where it was warm and family loved him not being caught by the police every two seconds and told to you know that it was a waste of space and yeah, yeah you see a different side to the second one because he's a bit more well-rounded now and he understands that he's got to obey things but he can also have a bit of fun with it as well absolutely and also Andrew has said before on the podcast when they uh, recast Jenny that they he was he he sort of changed the approach to Claire Butfield Mm -hmm. compared to Claire Woodgate which Mm -hmm. again that is quite helpful for the character's development because they you Mm -hmm. know people especially children change all the time depending on what the circumstances so interesting I think it's a good good it's almost like the second first episode for series eight because i think fame i was saying this last week with forest fame is a really i think it's like almost like a the last classic 2.4 episode yeah. with the, the four main family members and rona and christine yeah. this is like a new beginning same characters on the whole and same setting it's it's all familiar but there's just a new person yeah and therefore yeah. a new dynamic yeah I think it was and, clever to do that. I was, I think it was clever to have fame actually before yeah. another episode with Declan, just so yeah, people were, were quite eased into the show again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, like I say, it 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 would have been nice to see how Series Nine would have, have seen with Declan carrying on. But when you get to the end of, the, of Series Eight, and you think you're kind of glad of the way it's kind of ended and you don't really think, all right, how would it have carried, if it had carried on, how would it have carried on? Yeah. But don't want it to get spoiled because I've seen some series where they've carried on and uh, some series of other programmes and they've carried on or they've had um, a new um, sort of spin to it and it's not the same as what an original is and I no. think if, if they carried on, it might have, I don't, this is the reason why we're trying to carry on, but would it have carried on as technology went on and how they would have adapted to the series? And I don't think it would have gone right, really. I like the way the series ended, to be honest. As I say, it is a crossover series, eight. Yeah. Had it to a new era and it works well as a final or it could have been mm. almost a new beginning. Mm. Um, obviously, sort of face and, and how real life played out caused mm. it to end and, and yeah it's, it's it's an interesting one I think I think the show ends very well yeah, Un- yeah. unintentionally Emma thank you so much for joining thank me you. again what would you give out five stars this for this episode I think I'd give it a five I think I'd give it a five it's got, as I say 
as the series got on, it's got more and more funnier, and yeah. you know, you get you you're getting used to the characters and things yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely five, especially with Alex coming on and playing yeah. new definitely. Definitely, I give it a four and a half for me. Yeah, it's a tricky yeah. one. I always, yeah, I say I keep the fives for the ones I I kind of classics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, again, it's been great having you on again. Yeah. Can and, I, yes, go ahead. Sorry, can I just say, um, I want you know, you and the guys that have done the Facebook thing for 2.4 Junk, it has been so good to listen to because, like I say, it brought me back to my, my childhood watching, listening to the podcast, what now watching the episodes on BBC iPlayer. I never ever thought that they'd be able to do this. and listening to it because of you because of you JD and obviously the Facebook site it's been great I've loved every I've loved listening to it really I'm glad that you've managed to you know sort of wake people up into the reality that you know it, it is a good series and people need to you know that they've forgotten they've forgotten it and to for people to re-watch it again oh thank you so much it's really kind it's it's been nice to find the fans because it's been a long yeah search for me as yeah. well so thank that's very kind of you say thank you emma for following no us thanks for being a guest and um do keep in touch thank you yeah definitely thank you to everyone listening and next week we have a brand new guest joining the podcast his name's tyler he's the host of the goon show podcast and he'll be joining me to discuss sticky fingers until then thank you for listening and enter the dragon <laughs> <laughs>